Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, April 20th. We are here live. It's also Destination Health Day. We'll be taking your calls and answering your questions about everything health. Phone calls are starting to come in already. I had a couple of things I wanted to talk about here, so I'm going to start off with that. Then we'll get to your calls, and we'll stay today till we run out of calls. So dial us up and join us if you have a question, a comment, a topic, anything to do with health, diet, lifestyle, stress, drugs, diseases, all that stuff. If you've got a question, I'll see if I've got answers. Pick up the phone and join us. 855-950-3835 is the number to join us. All right, so... I want to go over some health statistics today. This is kind of sad. Um, Almost every health statistic I look at is sad, and I don't think we talk about it nearly as much as we should be. Um, The number of people with diabetes these days, metabolic syndrome is through the roof. It's just insane. It happens younger and younger. In fact, 30% of teenagers are now pre-diabetic they will start suffering issues from their diabetes in their 30s now. That didn't used to start till 60s or so. We used to call it adult-onset diabetes. Not anymore. Now we've had children under 10 diagnosed with it, and 30% of teenagers are pre-diabetic. We might as well drop the pre-diabetic. They're diabetic. They just don't know it yet. Their pancreas hasn't given up. Um, So their body is still good at keeping blood sugar somewhat low. But in reality, they're diabetic. They will start to suffer those diabetic issues much, much earlier in life, and their lifespan will be shortened dramatically. That's insane for a disease that can be cured in a matter of weeks with nothing but diet, no drugs needed, no surgeries needed, nothing but diet. And we could probably add 10 to 20 years to their life and stop them from a lot of pain and suffering. And yet it just continues to get worse every day. Obesity through the roof. It's just common now. We just accept that people are fat, really fat too, not a little fat. People are really fat and it's okay. We actually celebrate it now. You're not allowed to fat shame anybody. And I don't want to shame people. I want to help people. But you can't. can't talk to them about it. And I have a policy. I don't try to help anybody that doesn't ask for help. I, I think people have given up. I don't think they look for help because they've been convinced that there is no help. They just accept this, and it's so sad. Listen to these statistics on prescription drug use. In the age range 18 to 34, 53% of the people in that age group were on a prescription drug. The average number of prescriptions filled in that age group are three. That's 18 to 34. What are they taking prescriptions for? How about 35 to 49? People who are 35 to 49 years old, 62% of those people are on prescriptions, the average number being six. 
50 to 64 years old, 75% are on prescription drugs. The average number of prescriptions filled in this group each year, 13. That's just insanity. 85 to 79, it gets worse. 87% are on prescriptions, 20 prescriptions a year and 80 plus 91 percent on prescriptions and they're filling 22 prescriptions a year is it any wonder big pharma is so powerful they have so much money they control the media they control the medical schools they control all of the diagnostic numbers, if they think they're not selling enough high blood pressure medication, they'll just lower the number. They control all of that. They'll lower the number and then they can put more people on prescription drugs. They actually talked about putting statins in the water. Nobody should be taking statins. Nobody. And yet it's one of the best-selling classes of drugs in the world. I did a special on it the other day. You can go back and listen to that. Some pretty shocking numbers. Now, having said all that, and, and those are serious issues, prescription drugs all come with side effects. Um, you know, my age group, 50 to 64, it's also the biggest listening group on the show. Uh, the fact that they are filling 13 prescriptions a year on average, and most people don't know this, no two drugs are ever tested in combination. Cost $100 million today to bring a new, tr- new drug to market, which doesn't seem to slow new drugs down. They, new drugs hit the market every single day. These companies have so much money, but they never test two drugs together, ever. It's not done. How about 13 drugs? It's insanity. And those are dangerous issues. People die drug interactions, drug overdoses from prescriptions, legally filled prescription drugs are a huge cause of death in this country. Huge. We barely talk about it. Now, the next statistic might not be dangerous, but it's just really, really sad that this is a number that I decided to go look up and I was shocked at... um, at what I found. Adult diapers. When I was growing up, I never even heard of such a thing. Adult diapers. I did not know a single adult who wore a diaper growing up. They didn't, they really didn't exist. They weren't marketed until the 80s sometimes. Now, nursing homes, places like that had things. Um, But the average adult walking around was not wearing a diaper it was unheard of this statistic shocked me adult diapers now sell more than infant diapers i i couldn't even believe that statistic when i read it that's sick and yet we act like it's normal this is an easy problem to fix for most people by the way i talked about this the other day There are exercises you do called pelvic floor exercises. You can look up that term, pelvic floor exercises. You can look up kegels. I always forget how to spell it. It's a weird spelling, K-E-G-E-L-S or something close to that. You can look it up. 
it's really easy to do. You just figure out where that muscle is down there and you can flex it and you can feel it. And all you do is flex it, you know, do a set of 10 or 15 or 5 or whatever. Do it a couple times a day. It's not that big of a deal. It will solve this problem for most people. It's also good for males in a lot of other ways. Um, women tend to do it more because women suffer from weak pelvic floors more than males do. Childbirth can affect it. But we've been giving birth to children a long time, and 50- and 60-year-old women were not wearing diapers. We are today. And we kind of treat it like it's normal. Or we just don't talk about it. I get it. It's embarrassing. But it doesn't need to be. What a sad statistic. A, a industry that didn't really exist until the 80s sometimes. In 2020, they sold $15.4 billion worth of adult diapers. If the trend continues by 2026, it's not that far away, the market will be $24.2 billion for a product that should barely even exist, really. And yet we barely talk about it. Um, Another one, another issue I have talked about it, but I found some new numbers. These numbers are not easy to come by. They are either actively suppressing this information or just absolutely ignoring it. That is the number of young athletes, professional athletes, who are dropping dead while playing, dropping dead on the field, dropping dead on the court, coming up with myocarditis and periocarditis, and there is one common denominator among every single case, and that is they've all been vaccinated for COVID. I think the Pfizer vaccine may be the worst for this. Uh, Try to find numbers on this. It's not easy. Why aren't we talking about this? Here's some statistics. Um, between March 2021 uh, and this year, which is you know right in line with when most people were getting vaccinated, 769 athletes dropped on the field from cardiac arrest. The average age was 23. 23-year-old athletes do not have heart attacks unless they got the vaccine. In Europe, in the European Union, 500% more soccer players dropping dead from heart attacks than just from a year ago. 500% dead, young, healthy athletes. We're not talking about it. If you go to VAERS, which is the Vaccine Adverse Event Recording System set up by the government, this is the government's data. And yet when you try to use it, the government's answer is, oh, well, it's not accurate. Well, then why the hell do you have this system at all? Why don't we fix it if it's not accurate? But you know what? It's the one thing I probably agree with them. It's not accurate. It could be 10 times worse. First off, most people don't know this exists. I was reading an article about, uh, who is the one athlete? I got to go back and look for this. Um, Kyle Warner. 
Kyle Warner is 29 years old. He was a professional mountain bike racer. In June 2021, he got a second dose of Pfizer's COVID-19 shot. He suffered a reaction so severe that months later, he was still spending days in bed, easily overwhelmed by too much mental or physical exertion. He knew about VARES, so he asked his doctor about filling out a report doctor didn't want to do it took him over 45 minutes to get through the paperwork he did it on his own doctors are not reporting this so but yet oh you should see some of the numbers some of the numbers that are in VARES are absolutely insane and yet it could be 10 times worse uh where were some of those numbers they're so crazy i can't even remember what they are uh let me find these here Twenty nine thousand reports more than twenty nine thousand reports of cardiac events many of these in young people deaths being reported um Uh, Let's see, here's another statistic. 890 cardiac arrests and other serious issues involving athletes, including 579 deaths following COVID-19 shots. Now, look, I could go through all these statistics. They are insane. I could go through story after story of real people, people you could go check on yourself. This isn't just made up. I'll give you the names. I posted this on HealthyTribe.com. If you want to go do a little digging yourself, uh, here's just a couple. Florian DeGori, a world record holder in static breath hold free diving after getting his second dose of Pfizer's COVID-19 injection, experienced increased heart rate and a reduction in his breath holding capacity. He was diagnosed with myocarditis and pericarditis uh, his career may be over. Uh, it, he, he doubt that he'll recover from this. Uh, Jeremy Charty, a 34-year-old professional tennis player, ranked 73rd in the world, suspended his season due to an adverse reaction to a COVID-19 shot. Veteran triathlete Antoine Meshin, 32, facing a potential end to his career after receiving the Moderna COVID-19 injection. After a second dose, he began to experience shortness of breath and low back pain, which turned out to be a pulmonary embolism. I could go on and on and on. Um, You know, there's a report in here from a sports commentator in the UK, uh, football, soccer. Um, I've never seen anything like it. I played for 17 years. I don't think I saw one person in 17 years have to come off the football pitch with breathing difficulties, clutching their heart, and having heart problems. It's just the statistics go on and on and on. Now, here's the thing. It's hard to find data. I've verified what I can based on these numbers. You can go back and you can find the the news reports if you dig deep enough. Why isn't this headline news? And if the government wants to say that it's not accurate because the VAERS database is inaccurate, then why don't they fix it? Or why don't they prove that this is wrong? There are enough people 
that have been talking about this for over a year. Oh, that, that sports commentator, by the way, lost his job for talking about it. How many people have been silenced because they talk about this? They're not going to silence me. Not anymore. I may have lost a contract with Sirius. We may have lost a couple sponsors. That's okay. We're not going to stop talking about this. I may have taken a little break from it, but uh, it's health day. We get to talk about health. I can't think of a bigger health issue than what's going on with the vaccine. Now, most people have already made up their mind. I don't, I'm not saying this to convince somebody not to take it. I think that's already been done. But we need to talk about this. The, the government, the, the FDA, the CDC, the NIH, they've got billions of dollars to spend on this stuff. They need to come out and prove that this is just wrong. Prove it's wrong. But they can't. So they just try to hide it and they try to silence people who want to talk about it. I'm not going to be silenced. All right. I have some other things, but uh, I think I'm going to get to the calls. If you want to jump in, I would do it now. It's looking like it's going to get busy. Let's go to BC to get started today. Murray, welcome to the program. Morning, Kevin. What's on Beautiful your mind today? On the West Coast, I don't know where it is. Well, you're mentioning adult diapers. And I got to think, and you were saying that, like, that industry, for the most part, didn't really exist before the 80s. And I think, you know, what it is is his diet. I, I, I agree. Uh, like, like I've worked with a couple of guys when I used to train a couple of guys um, in in the fuel hauling sector, and they were older than me. They were both in their in their sixties, and they knew where every bathroom, every gas station, every McDonald's, every porta potty on a work site. They knew where every one of them was in case they might need it. Um. And, and I, you know, I myself have had, before I cleaned up my diet, before Norma and I got ours fixed, we both had, well, let's call it urgency. Yeah. And that kind of urgency yeah. doesn't wait very long. No. No, it and, doesn't. And, and, and the one guy I used to work with, his nickname was Poopy Pants. Oh, boy. And everybody knew it. Oh, boy. And it's kind of gross, this, and I get it, that, but. Isn't this sad? Isn't this horribly really is. sad? But if you, it, it really is. But if you ever looked at his lunch, when he packed the lunch, there was like three sandwiches with white bread and, and uh, you know, yeah. deli meats and... and uh, yeah, and all kinds of anything else. processed and, snack foods. And yeah, the, the, there's oh, no doubt oh, sure. that the diet has to play a big role in this. But, but... And we know how hard it is to get people to change their diet. I don't even try unless they come to me and ask. But if their doctors would just tell them, look, you could make improvements in this. You don't have to change your diet. You don't have to take any drugs. They do make some drugs for this, by the way. Um, Do the pelvic floor exercises. Why our pelvic floor has gotten so weak? Hell, I don't know. We're not active enough. The diet's poor. We don't have the right nutrients to keep those muscles strong and healthy. But working them out will help. And yet, why don't doctors just say that? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. It it, it doesn't make any sense. But uh, what does make sense is, is that is that the diaper manufacturers and big pharma are loving every minute of it. 
Yeah, you say it doesn't make any sense. I wonder how many cents are in $15.4 billion. <laughs> I can't do the yeah, math. Yeah. But, that's, uh, that's a little beyond no. me. Yeah, my calculator doesn't have that many zeros on it. Exactly. I, you know, I know all I have to do is move the decimal point, but that's an awful big number. Um, it's insanity, yeah. but you're right. It's money. Big pharma, big food, big agriculture, big government, now big diaper manufacturers. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, my parents, they never had a problem. And, and, Nobody did. And, and my, they both lived They both lived into their 90s. Well, I shouldn't say that. Hang on, hang on a second. Mom, mom had some issues the last couple of years, but she was in her 90s for crying out loud, and exactly. she was eating you know, commercial yogurt every day. Right. So that's probably what gave her the trots. But <laughs> Yeah. It, so it, when it did happen, it happened very, very late in life. When these people weren't very active anymore, they were probably bedridden more. Uh, now we're talking about normal i don't i can't use the word healthy because nobody eating the standard american diet is healthy but most people would look at these people and not realize they had a problem like that and nobody talks about it why would you it's embarrassing i get that i'm embarrassed for these people but it doesn't need to be this way that's what's so damn sad no and 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 norma and i are, are proof of that like uh like i said i i had urgency issues as, as recently as a couple of years back. Yeah. We cleaned up our diet. All that goes away. It, it just completely goes away and corrects itself. You, you know, we, we know so many things do. This was one I wasn't sure of because we don't talk about it. it, it this is the first time I've really brought it up. This is the first person I've heard from. But yeah. the first person that calls me on this topic says, yeah, our diet actually improved this. Well, and like we talked a couple of weeks ago about Norma having a diarrhea problem because she's got no gallbladder and she's right. da, 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 all that stuff, all, IBS. And so we, we did, uh, the, the yogurt thing, which is working fantastic. Excellent. The last week or so she's tightened right up and she, for the most part, she gets bouts of it once in a while. But, but as With- far as I go, I, I have no issues anymore whatsoever. With, it's completely gone. Without, I don't know if that's the yogurt or just clean diet plus the yogurt, but uh, I think it it's is both. what it is. I think it's both, no doubt. And we also know without a gallbladder, you will suffer those kind of episodes. It, it, we hope to keep them to a minimum by you know a really clean diet, maybe yeah. a little bit of supplementation. But it's going to happen. When, you, when you're missing body parts, they were there for a reason. We can try to make up for yeah. the fact that that body part is gone, but we won't be 100% successful. She, she lost her gallbladder, I don't know, it was probably eight or ten years ago now. And had we known then what we know now, we could have fixed that whole problem. Like she's had IBS for decades, yeah. most of her, yeah. most of her life. Yeah. Um, and once we figured out, once we were listening to you, we figured out how to fix all that stuff. You take the grains out, take the sugar out, just take it, those things out. I know. I know. And, and, but boy, and everything it, starts. It, it, Never mind when you add the yogurt. Yeah, it's easy for us now to say, just take those things out. It's really easy. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not a big deal. But man, when you tell somebody that, I got to give up bread. Are you kidding me? I can't ever eat pasta again. No way. I'd rather die. Okay, well, you're probably going to. Yep. 
we all are. You're just going to die a long, slow, miserable death. I was talking to the fellow I bought this truck from uh, recently. We stay in touch. We're good friends. And he was telling me that he's developed bursitis. And I said, I can fix that for you. <laughs> and he said, oh, really? And I said, I said yeah. And he loves to cook. He's a foodie like us. Yeah. And he loves to cook for him and his wife. And he's like 60. He's like 70 now. He's over 70. And, and uh, I said, yeah, I can fix that for you. And he says, oh, really? How? And I told him, I says, get rid of all the grains. Grains are gone. Added sugar is gone. So what am I going to put in my coffee? What am I going to eat? And I said, I said, well, you can learn to drink your coffee black. And you okay. can eat meat, vegetables, eggs, nuts, and seeds. There and you says, go. That's it. Uh, that's that's it. it. Oh, I know. I know. That's because you, now you there's head around the there, there's so. eighty two thousand processed, you know, pieces of garbage in the grocery store, and people are used to the, if they can't get thirty two different kinds of Oreos, they feel like they're deprived. Oh, I, you know, the hardest thing I, I had when, when Norm and I got serious about eating, and we don't tell people we do keto anymore because their heads explode. I know. Yeah. And, 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 and so we tell them now, we just do a real food diet. And then they say, what's that? I say, well, we just eat real food. <laughs> you know, we don't shop in the middle of the grocery store anymore. We, we just eat yeah. meat, you know, fish, yeah. eggs, they, vegetables, nuts and things. The, the one <laughs> problem with that. The one problem with that is our food supply is so screwed up, people don't know what real food is. They would assume that bread and grains are all real food. They grow in nature. All those grains grow in nature. They must be okay. Well, you know, heroin grows in nature, too. It's probably not the best thing for you, though. But, you know, if you listen to, um, was it William Davis did grain brain? Wheat belly? No, he did did wheat belly, right. He did Wheat Belly and Supergut, right. right? And in his book Supergut, he says, or is it Jason Fung? One of the two was saying in their book that in the old in the old days, prior to 1961, when we were all still eating the ancient grains, the einkorn and the emmer wheat, if you were to go and eat those wheat, if you went out in the wheat field and you just plucked a, a, a blade of, of of wheat and stripped the kernels off and ate the kernels you would be fine because because the poison that's in there, i.e. The, the gluten and whatever else, and the glutamines and the proteins, is is protected. You're protected by the other stuff that's there, that being the husk and and the, the bran and all that. And all that natural stuff that God put there together, one offsets the other. It's just like if you eat an apple seed. You eat an apple seed by yourself. It's got, I think, arsenic or cyanide in it, one of the two. But if you eat it with the apple, the cure is in the apple. Yeah, we 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 also know but, that that grains were an emergency food. That was not a preferred food for human beings. We do, you know until we learned how to process them and turn them into soft bread and all those other things. That that was not a food anybody would actually seek out. They ate it in emergencies oh. when when we were so successful, we overhunted an area. Um, Murray, I'm going to cut you loose. Great stuff. I, the calls are coming in. Uh, I want to get to some of these. And, in fact, we have uh, we have one to talk about with uh, gallbladder issues. So let's uh, continue on that theme. We're going to go to Minnesota. Kevin, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. Um, 
I'm calling on behalf of my sister. She's got a, she informed me a couple of days ago that she's going to have her gallbladder removed. And I said, th- and I said, what? Um, and I, she's had a couple of episodes where it's really been painful for her and she doesn't want to go through it. Her traditional doctor says she has three gallstones and, she, and they can't be removed surgically. Um, she did call me this morning and said that she got hold of her chiropractor and that he told her to go for on terrine. That makes sense. Say that word again. Not sure what it is. Terrine. Terrine. Taurine. Is it T-A-U-R-I-N-E? I'm assuming if that's for gallbladder, that would be a yes. Well, no, taurine is actually an amino acid. It's the only word I can think of that sounds like what you're talking about. Is it, does he want her to take a supplement, a nutrient? I'm not sure what, what he was saying. Yeah, that's what it is. But when she called the chiropractor, he's more holistic and said that to get rid of the gallstones or to work on that, to take this substance uh, like 10 times a day in small amounts for a month. And that's the big, that, and this is why I wanted my sister to call, but she didn't want to go live. I said, I'm not going to have the exact that you do. I said, but I'll, I'll so, call. I'll, I'll get as much information as I can. So taurine is used um, for gallbladder issues. So it, it is known okay. for this in the more holistic side of things. They, you know, for we can get sludge in our gallbladder. We can get, you know, the sludge will eventually form into stones. Uh, taurine is good for that. There, I, I, there are more complete protocols also, not just taking taurine, which helps a lot, but there are some flushes. I don't like to talk about them specifically on the air. I think it's one of the protocols you should work with a practitioner because doing it wrong can cause lots of pain and discomfort. So I, I, you know, let people know there is a way to save your gallbladder at this point. This is not an emergency surgery. If it was, if her life were in danger, they wouldn't have let her out of the hospital or they would have put her in the hospital when they figured it out. And there are times when this can get so bad that it is an emergency. And if you get to that point, I'm the first one to say, yeah, um, you waited too long. They're going to have to take the gallbladder out now to save your life. But she's not there. And we don't want people to get there. Um, I, I would either recommend she recontact her chiropractor and see if he has a more complete protocol or she finds a practitioner who can give her a more complete protocol. The Torino work. Have and that, it, Kevin? Do you have that? We, we can. Yes, we can work with somebody on that. Okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm willing to, uh, take the cost on that. If it's, uh, she just had a heart attack here a year ago. She's got bills up to her eyeballs. Um, I'm just thankful that she's alive because if it wasn't for her son that went through EMR to sign up for this Minnesota State Patrol, he saved her life. And and they put her in a deep freeze for overnight. And we were really worried that she wasn't going to come around. And she's 100%. She's my sister again. Wow. So um, I would put her through your protocol and get a hold of you to help her out with this. Okay. Yeah, you can go online. You can start with a free discovery call. I mean... We'll, um, you know, there. If we can look at a NutriQ and there isn't a whole bunch of other stuff going on, we may be able to just get around a protocol for free. 
I just don't like to put them out on the air. Okay. It, it's too easy to get them confused, and there are too many people out there doing flushes and detoxes. And it, like I said, you you're not going to really you're not going to kill anybody doing any of these things, but you can make it pretty uncomfortable. And I'd rather not do that. Great. I am going to uh, get her pointed in that direction. I'll get uh, online tonight and get her all the information that she can take for that. Thank you for the uh, infrared sauna blanket. I got rid of my high EMF sauna, and uh, I, I enjoy it. I like that Excellent. heat right up against the body. It works well. It does feel good, <laughs> doesn't it? Wow. I'm kind of missing mine. I left, oh, it feels great. Left mine at home. I know Lisa was using it. Um, I've got the red light therapy that I brought with me. Um, it's not nearly, you don't really, I mean, if you get close enough to it, you feel some heat coming off the lamps, but it's not like the deep penetrating heat and relaxation of that blanket. Blanket's actually easier to carry in a truck. Um, but I, I'm finding some pretty unique benefits from the red light therapy too. I'm wondering if, uh, if anybody's going to find a way to combine these into a blanket, that would be interesting. Do you sell red light therapy too? Do you have a unit for that? We don't. Uh, I'm testing. Sure? I'm testing one. Uh, boy, I just drew a blank on the name of it too. Um, I haven't really posted anything about it. I, I did a lot of research. I think this is by far the best. Uh, now, this is very different than the the blanket. When I looked at the blanket, I said there are probably five or six of these you could buy. We picked the one we really liked for a couple of reasons and put it in our store. But I've told people if, if you know, for whatever reason, most of the blankets on the market are pretty similar and they're really good. The red light therapy is very different. This really depends a lot on the strength of the lights. And you can buy a lot of cheap devices out there for red light therapy, but they're not very effective. You've got to get enough power in those lights, and they, they do tend to get a little expensive. But I'm going to continue, you know, doing more research on this and testing it. And um, I'm thinking that there may be some new products coming out on the market. So I think I'm going to hold off making a recommendation on this one or putting one in our store yet. Okay. Well, I'll keep listening and, and look forward to the day that you recommend one or have one. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for the call. Good luck with that. Uh, send her over. We'd love to help her out with this. There is, we, I'm mostly positive. I haven't seen a NutriQ yet that uh, we should be able to save her gallbladder. Let's, uh, let's go to California. Amber, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you doing? Good. What's on your mind today? Good. Hey, so I've been um, eating the, the El Ruderai yogurt since mid-December. Um, it, it never was really very tart for me. So about a month ago, I got a, a new batch to make it. And it, it also tasted the same. It wasn't very tart. So I just did one of the recommended um, gut tests that Dr. Davis recommended. Okay. Um. It was originally Thrive. I think it's called it's called Ombre now. Um, and I just got my results. I don't know if you've actually done one of these before, but it gives you so much information. Um, it, it even, you know, the species of the bacteria. Oh, excellent. Um, so my question, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was less than $100, so I think it's a, a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, 
it, it shows that they picked up 35,000 different species from my sample. So wow. it gets really, yeah. it gets really detailed. <laughs> yeah. um, right. But um, what I did notice is I don't anywhere, anywhere see um, L. ruteri in there. So I was just curious if you know more about this or if you think it would be that specific or what you think is going on. Uh, I think we should see, but I'm I'm speculating and guessing here. I need to do more digging into yeah. this. I want to get back with Dr. Davis again and, and spend some time talking with him mm-hmm. about this. Um, we've talked about mm-hmm. how do you know, did you really get enough bacteria in your yogurt? Are we really getting the benefits of it? How right. do we test for it? Uh, there still seem to be a lot of questions we can't answer. I would think, now L. ruteri... It, we actually have to get down to, like you say, that's not the specific species. That's a bigger group. So we would think you should see some. We also know, though, that right. much of the bacteria that we get through our diet is not permanent. It's transitory. Now, what does that mm-hmm. mean? Is it there for 24 mm-hmm. hours? Is it there for a week? I, I have no idea. Uh, I don't know if we know yet. Right. I, I I, you know, would think that we're going to start seeing a lot more testing on this. But let's think about this. Up until Dr. Davis came out and talked about the first strain, L. ruteri, I had never heard anybody talking about making specific kind of bacteria. I mean, this is that new. So how long is it going to be before we can really start to get numbers on testing? I don't know. Uh, I hope soon. Because I, I really think this is the next big frontier in health. Right. Yeah, I've been, you know, working so hard on it. And I was kind of, you know, kind of bummed not to, I know. Um, to see it, like, jump out at me. But. I, I would be, too. I know. I'd be the um, same way. I'd, that'd be the yeah. first thing I'd be looking for in the report is, where's all the L-Rooter at? Exactly. Now, here's the other thing I will yep. tell you. Um, or I'll ask you first. Have you noticed any physical changes? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I initially thought that maybe it was helping my sleep. Um, I did feel like my skin was, um, you know, not as, maybe not as dry. Um, maybe like joints feel a little better, but we've also, you know, in the last couple of years stopped eating, you know, gluten and trying not to eat any grain. So I don't know really if it's a combination or if, if it is the, the ruler eyes kind of hard to hard yeah to so i really i enjoy it i i love it <laughs> well and that's good because it's certainly there's nothing yeah. in there i'd worry about it's great healthy fats and you know yeah. it is good bacteria and maybe we're sure. getting enough maybe we're not you know i i think mm-hmm. the one thing we have to be careful of this is we know the placebo effect is powerful so mm-hmm. I, I like mm-hmm. hard numbers when it comes to these kind of things. We can talk about our experiences, and, and if enough people kind of have the same experience, you know, maybe we could start to say, yeah, that happens. But it, we, we have to realize that these are just, you know, individual stories. Mine, um, nothing changed right. in my diet. I had been eating basically the same way for about mm-hmm. eight years. So when I started the yogurt, it was one of the only real changes that I made. Now, the one thing I can report, and I really don't think it was a placebo effect, and then now that I've been on the road and I ran out of it, I it seems to have reversed. 
all of my emotions seemed to be far more noticeable when I was eating the yogurt. All of my emotions, the good emotions, the bad, just everything seemed to be more powerful. Like I felt everything more. People around me would describe me as kind of the, you know, the steady, calm, doesn't get too excited about most things, um, you know, doesn't get real emotional about things. But while I was eating the yogurt, that was not the case. I mean, I was really kind of saying, what is going on? I mean, that's a strange feeling. But now that I haven't been eating it for a couple weeks, uh, I'm kind of back to Mm -hmm. that, you know, kind of just steady level emotions. And, you know, you have your moments here and there. But uh, that seemed to me like a noticeable change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Sounds like it. Yeah. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll just keep reading and, and we'll keep okay. testing and yeah. we'll keep talking about it and hopefully we keep learning more. All right. I hope so. Yeah. And, and check out, um, I'll have to put a question out there to any, if you're any other tribe members have, have tried any of these tests because this, yeah. this ombre one does seem to give you a lot of, a lot of information and kind of curious to see what, what their results would be, you know, if they've been doing the yogurt, if, if it pops up for them. Yeah, if we can get enough people testing, we'll create a category in uh, healthytribe.com so we can keep more organized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Okay, well, great. Thank you so much for your time and for all your help with everything. You're welcome. Thanks for the feedback. That's uh, that's the kind of stuff we need. We need to talk more about it. We need to test this stuff. I'd love to see hard numbers to prove it. Uh, we've had a lot of reports of people feeling better, you know, skin improving, uh, the sleep. Sleep, I think the statistic was uh, from Dr. Davis, it was a fairly small percentage of people. I think 19 for some reason comes to mind. I'm not sure if that's the right number um, that saw an improvement uh, in sleep. All right, we've got some calls. I'm going to continue taking them. And uh, if they keep coming in, we'll keep taking them. I do want to take just a moment here, though, uh, and talk about a new product line we have in the store. Uh, This is exciting stuff. So Lisa has been very, very busy chasing down really high-quality food products. And one of the areas we used to talk about a lot, and I stopped talking about it because there really wasn't a good product on the market that I liked and most people were not willing to do this extra work. When we talk about eating nuts and seeds and nuts and seeds have, they do have health benefits. They've got good fats. There's some protein, not a lot of carbohydrates. They're natural. They're usually mostly unprocessed, but they also have some issues. One, we have to be a little careful with them if we're um, sensitive to omega-6 and we're not eating enough omega-3. You just have to watch that. The other one, though, is that they do have some of those plant defenses, lectins, phytates. Um, We've always said you can actually get rid of most of those problems by soaking, sprouting, and dehydrating the nuts. Now, this is a lot of work. You buy, you know, a bag of organic walnuts or pecans or whatever it might be, and you just want to open the bag and eat them. But if you will take the time to soak them, and if you soak them long enough, they will start to sprout. We don't want that process to go too far. But if they're soaked and sprouted, 
you get rid of most of the lectins and the phytates. And if you rinse them a couple times, when I say a long time, 24 to 48 hours of soaking, 48 if you want to get some sprouting going on, uh, rinse them a couple times, you'll see the water, a lot of stuff comes out of those, especially walnuts. Um, and walnuts have a lot of tannins as well. You'll, you'll see the tannins in the water. The water turns really deep brown. Uh, that's a lot of the tannins coming out. Now you've got soggy nuts that nobody would want to eat. Uh, so now you have to dehydrate them, which also takes probably about 8 to 12 hours. And if you want to keep them what we would consider raw, you've got to dehydrate them at 114 degrees or less, which takes even longer. But then you've got a really good, healthy snack. And you can salt them, or I actually do a, a lightly glazed walnut and pecan that are really good with maple syrup and butter. And um, But it's a lot of work. Most people aren't going to do it. So we've been looking for a product, and there we just couldn't find anything on the market. Uh, at one point, I actually wondered if we should, you know, look at developing something. It's not what we really want to do. Um, we may end up doing some sort of uh, food product or supplement at some point, but it's not really our focus. I, I would much rather just find good things on the market, partner with those companies, let them do what they do. We can do what we do and we can get them in our store. Not only did Lisa find an awesome line of really high quality nuts that are soaked and sprouted the same company uses those nuts and then they make a line of granolas that are completely grain-free. And boy, somebody nailed the flavors on these things. These are so good. The quality is amazing. There's nothing in them that would worry us health-wise. There's, uh, all the ingredients are the highest quality, all the nuts have been soaked and sprouted the way they should be. Um, listen to some of these flavors, though. You've got to try these. Uh, vanilla cinnamon, that one's pretty incredible. That's kind of, you know, middle of the road, nothing too weird about that one. Pumpkin fig, maple raisin, lemon blueberry, cacao cherry, berrylicious, and then they have a sweet and salty trail mix. Um of course, as always, watch the carbs. Uh, most of these are not what we would consider high carb at all, but if somebody's really, really staying low carb, you'd want to watch uh, how much of this you might eat. But these, between the nuts and the granolas and the trail mix, give you a ton of options for another really great snack in the truck. Uh, I think they just went live in the store a couple of minutes ago, actually. Um, I know at the beginning of the show, I was going to talk about this as my open, but uh, we weren't quite sure we were ready yet. Uh, I believe they're ready now, so check them out. They're great stuff. We, we have Lisa's working on a couple other new partners as well. I don't want to talk about them till we, uh, till we get them um, get the project finished. We're, we're in that negotiation stage. We're in the research stage. When we bring in a company like this, I do try to go back as far as I can and find sourcing. Um, you know, where are they getting their ingredients? We try to do our homework before. So we have a couple other companies. We're in that stage now. 
and uh, we'll certainly keep you updated. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to, oh, by the way, letstruck.com if you're not sure where the store is. Go to letstruck.com. Um, you should see them in the store. We've got a lot of great food in there now. I think most people would be surprised how much food you can get through our store, and we do a lot of homework before we bring a vendor in and a product. Let's go to Philly this time. Jim, welcome to the program. How are you doing, Kevin? I can't believe I'm finally on. I've been trying forever. <laughs> well, here you are. What do you want to talk about today? All right, well, first, um, I, put, I was in a bad accident back in 92. I was 175 pounds in perfect show. Took an hour and 45 minutes from to cut me out of the truck. They put me on a stretcher, and I was scalped like an Indian. My scrap, everything back, and everything just went limp. They threw a sheet overhead and called the coroner. Oh, boy. Coroner gets there and said, Coroner gets there and said, There's still life here. Get that helicopter back here. They bring the helicopter back, and Put me in the helicopter, took me to the hospital. I was revived twice on the way to the hospital. Got me in the hospital, hooked me up to everything. Then the man flatlined again the next day. They put me, brought me back with me in medically induced coma to let me go in peace. Three days later, I was still breathing. They spent 21 days trying to wake me up. And I didn't know who I was for more than a month. And then things started coming back. But I said I was 175 pounds then. I was 140 pounds when I got out of the hospital in September. And then being home for six months on Percocets and the standard American diet, I was 240 pounds. Wow. I was trying to lose weight ever since. I could never, ever lose any weight. And I like I drive a tanker locally, and I, I go out and I go jogging when I'm loading the truck. takes 20 to 40 minutes. Never, ever lost any weight. And in November hey, 2019, hey Jim, I put the first Jim, dog on. Jim, let me, yeah. I want to stop you there because I want to make right. a point because this is so ingrained into us that we need to stop thinking this way. I'm glad you went jogging. It's good for your overall health. It yep. is not good for weight loss. And I know you. it's so hard to no, convince people of this. <laughs> Exercise is not good for weight loss. It's just not. We yep. lose weight by eating the right yep. food. That's it. It's just that it's diet, diet, diet. Now, like I said, I'm glad you're out getting that activity and that exercise. It's healthy for us, but don't get discouraged because you didn't lose weight. That it doesn't work. And well, here comes the good part. I put this Larry Dog Radio on. This guy's talking about if you want to lose weight, you got to eat more bacon and fat. Food <laughs> fat on it. I stopped eating bread then. I used to have a bacon, egg, and cheese every morning and two slices, two sandwiches for lunch, and I could never lose weight. I stopped eating bread right then. I lost eight pounds in the first week. I went from 250 pounds down to 186. I thought there was something wrong with the scale when it was down below 190. And then, but every time I went to the doctor, they kept telling me I was pre-diabetic, pre-diabetic. They were watching us 5.8, 5.9, and then I went to 6.3. That was July of 99, and then I started listening to you in November. In July or January, I went for my next blood test. I went from 6.3 to 5.5. Excellent. Excellent. I'm down to 5.2, 186 pounds. And I have more energy. Whenever I used to go, I'm a local driver, but if I had to drive out to Lancaster, I always had to stop giving them five-hour interviews so I wanted to fall asleep. Since I started this keto, I've not had one of them things since. I have more energy than ever. And Congratulations. And everything's going great. Congratulations. Right now... I got one more thing to say. Tomorrow in New Jersey, marijuana goes legal. Yes. For recreational use. And anybody's got to smoke it, even police officers. 
If a police officer smokes at off duty and tests positive on drug tests, they cannot do nothing to it because it's not legal. But they're allowed to smoke at night and get up and carry a gun the next day, but we can't smoke at night or we're off duty and then drive a truck the next day? How is that right? Uh, it's not right. It's only because you're regulated <laughs> federally, not by the state. Truck drivers are, are <laughs> under federal control. And, you know, this is the one issue that, uh, you know, me being a libertarian, I, I've been for legalizing this across the country. It should be legalized nationally. We shouldn't punish people uh, for this, and, and yet we do. We punish anybody subject to DOT. Uh, and in my opinion, it's just wrong. This is the one issue that, uh, you know, the Democrats should just focus on this. They're screwing everything else up horribly. This is the one issue that, that is usually supported by the Democrats, not the Republicans. Um, they should just at least get this bill done. They could, they could at least say they accomplished something because they're not doing much of anything else. I heard that it was on the local 1060 KYW radio news radio, and I said, "What? They're not just smoke when they're off duty, but not while they're on duty. I, but they can still carry a gun and get up and all that." Well, and and let's think and about that for a right, right. That's <laughs> that's the problem. I have no problem with the fact that police officers are allowed to do this off duty. We know that the alcohol use in law enforcement is sky high. There are bars that we they're called cop bars. Because that's where they go after work to wind down and hang out. And forever, they've been allowed to get as trashed as they want on alcohol, come in the next morning, and they are impaired. When you come in dehydrated, suffering from a hangover, there's still alcohol in your system, they're impaired, and we know they go to work like that. We know doctors go to work like that. We know truck drivers go to work like that. With cannabis, about two to three hours after you stop using it, it's completely out of your system. There's no real impact. Any Well, let me take that back. It's not completely out of your system. It gets stored in your fat, and you can still test yeah, positive no, for yeah, it. There's no impact. Correct. There's no impact. I, I said that incorrectly. Still in your no. body. There's no impact, and it is much much less damaging than alcohol. So the the only argument yep. we should be making about whether cannabis should be legal and truck drivers should be allowed to use it, we should just look at the way we treat alcohol. Yep. I keep saying to my mom, I'd rather see my son stoned than drunk any day, but when people get drunk, they get all rowdy and that. And oh, wait. Smoke weed, somebody cuts up. Hey, come on over, buddy. Friend. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, you know, we make jokes out of it because it's kind of funny. The, you know, the joke about driving is that the drunk driver will blow right through the stop sign and kill somebody. The high stoned driver will sit there waiting for the stop sign to turn green. They're not quite as dangerous at that point. Uh, you know, we, we we make jokes about it, but it's true. It, alcohol is horribly yep, destructive exactly. in many ways, and yet we celebrate alcohol. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's very, it, it's ironic, and uh, yeah, I, I don't get it. Hey, Jim, congratulations. Amazing story. I can't even imagine... Uh, and I, I'm sure your recovery was not easy. I'm glad you found the diet, and uh, it, it made a big difference. Thanks for the feedback. Let's go to 
Indiana. John, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Hey, I just got two quick things. Um, two weeks ago, I called you and I had told you that I had eliminated salt from my diet. Yeah. I and remember. you had told me that that was a mistake. Yes. Uh, which you are absolutely right. I mean, cause my, I did it for four days and my entire body was aching the whole four days. You can get a lot of muscle but, cramps. You can, yeah, a lot of things can go wrong when you don't have enough yeah, salt. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, my head hurt. I had major headaches, back aches. My legs were cramped up. But you told me to, uh, to read the soft fix. Yes. And all I can say is I had no idea. Pretty crazy, I, you know, I've isn't it? Told salt raises blood pressure. It is. It's, it's absolutely crazy. And I mean, I learned a lot from that book. You know, I bought the audio version and I listened to it and learned quite a bit. Excellent. Good. Uh, the other thing I had was uh, um, I bought the Cardio Miracle. Okay. And I've been taking it for uh, seven days. And all I can say is, wow. I know. I know. I feel good. Uh, it, it's it's kind of hard to describe, and I'm not even exactly sure why. Um, I've looked at hundreds of products similar to this, and, and what I mean, not necessarily for cardio, but I've looked at these multi-nutrient supplements, which is what this is. It's, it's not one thing. There's a lot yeah. of stuff in Cardio Miracle. Vitamins, minerals, different nutrients. There's all kinds of stuff in there. But it, there's, there's hundreds of products like this on the market. I've looked at them. I wasn't really a big fan of them because I thought, well, do we need all that stuff? And, um, you know, we, we like to target our supplementation more. But I, I was so convinced by the, uh, the creator of this product and the research behind it. Uh, I ran this product by Dr. Davis, who's a cardiologist, because it's a, it's a cardio product. Uh, and he looked at it and he said, every nutrient in there is targeted for heart health. He said, this is a really, really good formulation. And the results that people yeah. get when they take it, I, I've taken other products like this and felt absolutely nothing. So I thought, well, you know, maybe if you have high blood pressure, this would be a great product. So we, we brought it in. And, of course, I like to take everything we bring into the store if I can. And I was pretty shocked at the, you, you notice a difference when you take this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel really, really good. Excellent. And uh, that is actually part of my question. Um, I'm, uh, I, I eat carnivore, and I've been carnivore for uh, five months. Good, good. Uh, and every once in a while, I do a uh, 48-hour fast. Okay. So that was my question. Do you, in your opinion, do you think if while I'm on my fast and I take the cardio miracle, would it break my fast? I don't, I don't, I can't answer that technically and I don't care. Uh, when I claim that I'm fasting, yeah. technically I know I'm not because I'm getting calories and the calories, even though we don't care about them for weight and other things, calories are technically mm -hmm. what we, what breaks a fast. That, cause that's food. There's, there's calories in food. Um, not necessarily calories in a nutrient that would matter. Um, I don't even think there's enough calories in cardio miracle that even technically it would break a fast. But when I say I'm fasting, 
I'm that usually means I'm doing my coffee in the morning and there's hell there's 500 calories worth of fat in my coffee and then I might do bone broth later in the day so when I say I'm fasting technically I'm really not but that's okay I still get benefits from it yeah Oh, yeah, I think I'll still continue to take it. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely take it. You know, there there's the there's a crazy story about a guy that was severely overweight, and this was actually quite a while back, uh, and he decided to fast to lose weight, and it, the fasting was going so good, he kept doing it. And he was medically supervised. He was an outpatient, but he was medically supervised by doctors. He fasted for a year. A year! That's insane. But he had enough fat on his body. Now, what they made sure he had was nutrients. So he was taking nutrients, vitamins, minerals, things like that, just not in food. He was taking them as supplements, which is really what you're doing with the Cardio Miracle. You're just taking nutrients, not food. Uh, So technically, I don't think the Cardio Miracle would break the fast. Coffee with butter and coconut oil in it, yeah, that breaks a fast. But like I said, I still get benefits from it. I feel great when I do it. But I don't believe the cardio miracle would technically break a fast. And, you know, when, when fasting is done correctly long term, you absolutely take nutrients. True. Makes sense. And here's one more thing I want right. to I, I tell you about your salt because we didn't think about it before. Um Prior to eating carnivore, I assume you ate the standard American diet, right? Yeah, I mean, I started off with uh, keto. Okay. But but but, I only did keto for like a month. Yeah, and and at some point. Now, what I'd like you to do, if you can, you know, if you want to kind of prove this to yourself, go back and create a food diary of a, a standard day of eating for you, an average day when you ate the standard American diet. Write down all the stuff you would eat. Then go look up how much salt is in it. Most people get most of their salt from processed food. It's loaded with salt. So now when you went carnivore, if you don't heavily salt your food, you're already putting yourself on a low salt diet. And it's not really good. We have to remember this. When we go to carnivore, there's no processed food in our diet. You might be eating some meat where maybe some salt has been added, but you probably cut out about 80% of the salt in your diet by eating carnivore. So we have to add it back in. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we need to add that salt back in. I was eating a lot of pizzas and things like that. Oh, they put salt and sugar in everything processed because... It's, it's so bland and tasteless and garbage. They have to put salt and sugar in it to try to get some flavor out of it. And, of course, they use the worst possible processed, chemical-laden garbage salt on the planet. And the good news is when you eat carnivore, just switch to a good sea salt. It's everywhere now. It's so easy to find. It's cheap. And, and don't be afraid of salt. Yeah, I was thinking about getting, uh, like, in that book um, by uh, Dr. Danick, he talks about Redmond salt. Redmond's a great salt. It is. And, uh, and, but, I mean, I've been using the, the pink Himalayan. Well, and 
Redmond might have some more minerals in it, but I, I'm, we're talking trace minerals. I'm not going to get too crazy about what brand. And you have to remember that book, I forget what year that book was written, but it was quite a while back. And it was before the market kind of exploded and, and all these salts are now available. So Redmond salt, it was one we used to focus on a lot back then. But now that you can get pink Himalayan in every grocery store, you can get, you know, white sea salt, you can get gray sea salt. I've had black salt from Hawaii. Um, We have a store in Portland that sells nothing but salt. And they have hundreds of varieties. So, yeah, you don't have to wow. get you don't have to get too crazy about which brand. Just make sure it's unprocessed. They haven't added any other chemicals to it. It is just a true natural salt of some sort. And then you can even mix and match them. I have a salt collection at home. I have the black and the gray and the red and the white and the um, truffled salt and all kinds of salts. And I mix and match. You probably get a different mineral profile in all of them. All right, so I am heading into my last call for today. Uh, If you want to jump in, I will still continue to take questions if you've got them. We're going to head off to North Carolina. John, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin, good morning. Quick question on my NutriQ. Did Andrew get that over to you there? Yep, I've got it right here in front of me. Okay, the one I'm looking at is the immune system. Uh, yeah, that's the only one that really kind of went up from February of last year. Was it, Can that be stress? Uh, yeah, that was going to be my first guess. And the other thing we have to remember here, um, your NutriQ looks so damn good that the fact that the immune system so sticks... I switched at- to car- I'm about 95% carnivore for the last six months probably boy it's uh it, so. it, it's, it's really treating you well you have an amazing well <laughs> even even you know february of 2021 your nutri is pretty impressive then but now it's uh now it's really impressive your body oh, yeah, just, really likes carnivore. the energy level yeah the energy level just you know takes off yeah <laughs> I didn't so think it could go much higher but it sure does yeah so when we look at the immune system, you're at a three. Uh, that could be just one or two weird questions that you answered. Uh, you know, I, I don't consider a three on any of these things really worth talking about much. Now, I, I know it's your highest, okay. so you'd want to make some improvements to it. Uh, if we look over, there is another clue here. Um, look over at uh, pituitary and adrenal. Adrenals also at three. Right. Uh, when your adrenals okay. are overactive, that's usually caused by stress. Uh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, thank you for that. One last question: cottage cheese. What's your take on that? Is that uh, still in the carnivore line? Or? It is. Yeah, it's it's, it's dairy. Okay, it's, it's cheese. I you know, isn't it funny when uh, when we were growing up, cottage cheese was considered diet food for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, <laughs> they, they did start making some low fat cottage cheese, which was a mistake. Don't get low fat. Find the most full fat cottage cheese you can find, uh, and then sure, add it add it to your diet. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah, that's what I, I, we get the organic 
full fat. Oh yeah, perfect. You know, snack on perfect. those. Yeah, that know, uh, here and there, but that used to... hey, um, just since we're talking about carnivore and primal and all that, uh, lunch just walked past my coach, and he's still within he, he's still within shooting range. I, I'd probably upset a few people if yeah. I shot him, but there's a nice wild turkey walking past oh. here. You got to get, you got to get a bow. Uh, yeah, you there you, very quietly. <laughs> there you go. Maybe I wonder if I could take him down with a good airsoft. Probably not. Turkeys are pretty hardy. Um, in fact, yeah, I, no. I, I was I was shooting my twelve gauge the other day, and it, you know, buckshots tough to find these days. And I ended up buying these things that were called turkey loads. Holy cow! Did they uh-huh. kick hard? I, I was shocked at how much harder oh, yeah. that shell kicked than uh, almost anything else I was shooting. But uh, so obviously they must be pretty hard to take down. <laughs> yeah. All right, sir. Thank you for all the information, and everything you do for us. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Thanks for an awesome NutriCube, man. I, I love seeing uh, reports like that. That's pretty amazing. All right, that is going to wrap things up. Head on over to the store. You do not want to miss out on the uh, all of the different nuts now available, soaked and sprouted. These are the healthiest nuts you can get. Even if you did them at home, they wouldn't be any healthier than this. This is as good as it gets when it comes to nuts and seeds. Uh, and then these granola mixes are absolutely incredible. The flavors are so good. Um I really, I need to get in there and get some myself. Uh, I need another care package. I've been on the road too long. Um, so I, I want all of these flavors. They're all really good stuff. So check it out, letstruck.com. We will see you back here tomorrow. Not sure what we're doing yet. I need to check in with, uh, uh, if I remember right, Mike Beckett may have something this week but I think Kevin might be doing the show. Um, If that's the case, I'll I'll join him. Uh, It's a whole lot easier with two people to do a show like that. So uh, we'll see tomorrow. I'll find out. If not, um, if something comes up, we'll make it a free-for-all. We will be here live either way, so we will see you then. Letstruck.com. Head on over there. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always. Do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford.